0: I still remember one day vividly, and all it was was I'd picked the boys up from school one afternoon, realised we you know, we need to eat, um, so we'd better go to the supermarket and get some supplies, and I just remember getting halfway down an aisle and just stopping and thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I just didn't even know how to shop. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Trademut's 120 Grit podcast, the podcast for the working class, hosted by Dan Allen and Ed Ross, the co founders of Trademut. If
2: you're a fan of Trademut's 120 Grit, we'd love to hear what you think. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, or shoot us an email at admin at trademutt.com. G'day, legends. Just letting you know that the TX support line is now up and running. If you're a tradie, a truckie, or a blue collar worker, don't let it get any harder. Text or call, this is a conversation starter, on 4 888 If you have a family member, friend, or a loved one who is a blue-collar worker that may be doing it tough, and you're not sure where to turn, we're here for you too. Text or call, 4 888 469 legends? This week on the podcast, we have an awesome bloke by the name of Dave McCarahan. Now, Dave is about as typical of an Australian lad as you'll come across. He loves his sport, he loves his boys trips, he's a family man and loves nothing more than a good bit of friendly banter. However, sometimes in life, no matter how normal your upbringing may have been or how down to earth you are, we are all, at some point or another, dealt some really shit hands that change our lives forever. From the outside looking in, the rest of us tend to sit back and wonder how these people do it. How do they keep going? But as we hear from Dave McCarahan in this podcast, what other choice have you got but to keep going? This is an awesome story about resilience and continuing to overcome adversity from a guy who understands the power of storytelling well. Enjoy. Well, Very that sweet. must be time for another episode of Trade 120-Grit Podcast, the podcast for the working class. And when it comes to the working class, there is none better than Mr. Dave McCarrihan. Now, Dave, let me introduce you because <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> There's a cracking photo of you once being stumped by Australian wicket keeper, Brad Haddon while you were playing for South Canberra Cricket Club. It's a cracker. You're probably the only man to have ever scored a maximum in three codes at Marnica Oval in Canberra. That was a, a boundary, a try playing rugby union and a six pointer playing AFL. And most importantly. <laughs> You have broken one of our biggest rules by wearing a leather jacket in the (laughs) Trademuth's 120 grit studio. I don't know how you got in, mate. Welcome. Welcome.
0: Cheers, cheers. Yeah, so the leather jacket, as I said, um, we're in sunny Brisbane and we get three days of winter every year Um, in this city. I spent uh, more money than I should have on buying this leather jacket, so I've got to take any excuse I can. Yeah.
2: uh, I actually know the real reason you're here. And it's to talk about that century that I scored off 44 balls again, isn't it? Because you didn't get enough of that last time. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. What do you mean you do remember that? Of course you remember that. <laughs> You're Vagly. a clown, mate.
1: <laughs> You're a clown. No, it's good to get you in here, Dave, because we uh, we actually spoke about this over uh, a nice bit of pizza about 12 months ago before the South Broncos game. That was a cracker last year. And I said we'd love to get you on because you've got a really good story and it's a story we'd love to share and we're about to. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, a bit of backstory, I suppose, is that our connection, how we know each other is through my uncle, Uncle Greg, who I'm, I, I do often quote on this podcast, which he absolutely adores and I'm sure he'd be listening to this one. And uh, yeah, you guys are old old schoolmates from uh, from Canberra. Yep, that's right. Don't forget your other yeah, uncle and, as well. Ace, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Ace, yeah, you'd have five minutes on the way to, to right. work every morning to, to tune in. They're favourites here, are they? That's oh, right. Just Ace is just a bit busier it's uh It's a definite
0: family connection, yes, and we could talk for hours about um the mccarrahan
1: Haywood relationship and we, we probably will go into oh, we'll that. we'll definitely dive into that yes. for sure yep. for sure, so just give us a bit of a background uh on you and you're you're formerly from Canberra, but you're obviously a brisbaneite now
0: yeah, um well yeah, thanks boys, for giving me the opportunity to tell a story or two um in more recent times um I know. I've really cottoned on to the power of storytelling through, through a whole host of things that have occurred and continue to occur, um, and I really do see the power in people being allowed to tell their stories. In one way, it's just for them to get it off their chest and say whatever they think needs to be said, but also just to give other people the opportunity to listen um, and hear their story. So. On to me, I mean, yeah, Canberra is where I grew up, spent the best part of my life. Um, Then, how long ago was it? 20 20 years ago, roughly, met a lovely, lovely girl down in Canberra. Um, Everything went fabulously down there, so we decided to get married. Um, She was a Queenslander. um, so Good taste. Yes. um, We stayed in Canberra for a little while. She fell pregnant with her first child and all of a sudden decided she was homesick and then she wanted to come home to Queensland. So she said to me, come on, let's move to Queensland. And I immediately thought, oh, um, geez, I'm pretty socially connected here now. I've got my footy, I've got my cricket. Um, do I really want to be doing this? But again, you get to that stage in life where you realise, Yes, got family now, um, so probably a good idea to make the move. So we did that, um, moved up here straight away. Um, I thought, my goodness, this place is hot. Um, so I struggled for the first couple of years just with the humidity and just different goings on around a brand new place. Um, but over time, got very comfortable with it and thought, Great move. That's the best thing I ever did. Melissa had our first child. We followed up with another one a year or two later and got to a certain stage where things could not possibly have been any better. Everything was ticking along beautifully. Very happy family. Um, I thought, yeah, tick the box. Well done, Dave. Good move. Um, win, win, win. And <laughs> um, After a number of years, when things were still ticking along, all of a sudden, my dear wife had some um, health complications, Um, but again, she charged on bravely. Um, We went to uh, various specialists and ended up spending some time down in Sydney, and Charlie Teo um, did some magnificent surgery on her and some brain surgery, and he convinced us that things were going to be fine, and he... He now owned her head, but don't worry about that. He'll look after it. Um, so, again, life was just going to charge on. We were going to continue to grow our lovely family. But, tragically, further complications ensued, and then roughly nine years ago, um, Melissa lost the fight and, and, and we lost her um, in 2011. So, obviously... Um, for me, that was pretty much as big a kick in the guts as, as you could get. So um, things became very difficult from, from that day onward. It was just me and two boys, and they were they were 10 years old and 12 years old at, at that stage. So I thought, okay, what, what do we do now? Um, so, again, we just played on as best we could. Thankfully had the support of loving family uh, on my side of the fence and then also Melissa's family also or Queenslanders, very helpful and supportive as well. So we just churned through the years learning along the way on how us three boys were going to survive on our own. Um, And it's through that ride that, I don't know, you just get a bit of a different perspective on, everything in life, um, my work became quite a difficult situation as well. Um, but again, thankfully I got some support there as well. So I was, I was just able to keep plugging along, um, smiling as I went, just hoping things would, would somehow get better. And it's probably through that ride and again, through the work, the support from work, where all of a sudden I got more involved in the mental health side of things. Um, I also, quite tragically along along this ride, bumped into a few little health issues of my own, um, where a little mysterious neurological condition um, sort of came upon me um, that some people... May even suggest I'd, I always had because I never had the greatest set of pins, and <laughs> even back in my footy days, I used to cop a bit of flack about how um how well I didn't move across the across the <laughs> turf. But it turns out now, um, yeah, it could be related to to this neurological drama that's that's playing out with me more now and requires the use of this of this walking stick. so so things continued to get tougher and tougher. But again, a supportive um, work environment, and almost coincidentally, it was all around the time that diversity and inclusion became a thing. So I thought, okay, well, I'll jump on this ride, and through that, I've, I've got a lot closer to to that side of things,
1: mate. It's um, yeah, it's a it's a hard hard story. I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, what it's been like for you to go through that especially with two young sons I mean wow that's um that was you were put in a very hard tough situation not only did you have to get yeah, grieve your, your wife but you also had to step up to the plate and, and look after your two boys I mean how you know how did you you manage through that obviously it was extremely difficult but you know how did you manage your you know next steps through that was it all just a blur
0: it, it was all a blur it was all with difficulty I mean the, the, the amount of things i I think back to I still remember one day vividly and all it was was I'd picked the boys up from school one afternoon, realised we you know, we need to eat um, so we'd better go to the supermarket and get some supplies and I just remember getting halfway down an aisle and just stopping and thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I just didn't even know how to shop. <laughs> you know, like shopping for me used to be, yeah, going... Get a pie and a soft because I'm because I'm a, I'm a, a bit and hungry. And <laughs> um, but all of a sudden, no, I've got to, I've got to get the groceries for the next two weeks, and you know what am I going to cook and what do I need? And uh, and I just it just that second dawned on me. I have not got a clue what I'm doing, um, and I almost gave up. I almost just thought, come on, boys, we'll just get McDonald's, we'll go home, um, we'll have to think about this. Um, but again, over the years. Yeah, you, you just you learn things. You, you get forced into learning. So all of a sudden I've learned, okay, you, you've got to pay a bit more attention in the kitchen as to <laughs> things that are in the cupboard <laughs> and things that are in the fridge. Things and, do perish. And that's right. Things need replacing. Um, and, you know, little things like I used to watch my mum write her little notes of things that are required and you'd have a little laugh at your mum say, oh, mum, that's a bit silly. And then all of a sudden... I'm writing my own little lists um, and notes as well. So, yeah, you, you learn. Um, it's, uh, it, the, other, the, other,
1: the other thing too, and, and we, we spoke about this at dinner that night, was sort of, you know, then because you are such a sports fanatic, I suppose you haven't really talked about that yet, but you are right into sports. I know Dan and I, we love our sports. That's why we have got so much in common with you. And, um, yeah, we talk often about Dan's cricket heroics, but uh, we don't like to bring it up on air <laughs> Sorry, much I, haven't, because... I haven't brought that up for a little while. <laughs> yeah. That's the first time. Yeah. But, but, I mean, um, for for you, uh, that story you told me that night where you were running, you used to come back from work in the city on the train, you'd get off the train and you'd run home. And um, things just started changing on, on your run home.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was that... Sort of slow, like I, I like I said. I yes, I used to have dodgy pins, and I didn't run too well. But I, you know, I, I played, I played cricket a reasonable level. I, I played, I played footy, and as far as I was concerned, I was, I was fit. Um, I was strong, um, and, and you know, I used to do triathlons through work, just corporate triathlons. And then I used to try and stay fit. I'd, um, like I say, I'd, I'd catch a train into four kilometres from home, and then go for a four k trot home. And I was one afternoon just. Trotting along the stretch of pathway, and I just I had to stop, and I wasn't I wasn't buggered. It wasn't exhaustion. I just had to stop and sit down, and it was the bizarrest of feelings. It was almost just like I'd I'd forgotten how to run. Um, so I just I just I just walked home and just thought, gee, that was that was bizarre. And then you know I thought, okay, well I'll fight that. So I'll try and do it again the next day, and then just very very slowly but surely running. Became harder and harder. Where I just okay, well, I'll stop going for jogs. I can't do that anymore. But then it went the next level. Even you know, I'd be in the city at at work, and you just you know pop across the road to grab a sandwich or something, and well, the bus comes. So you gotta you gotta trot ten meters just to beat the bus, and all of a sudden you realize, hang on, I, I can't even do this. So it, it's a very it was a very slow and frustrating progression, and it was terrible because I'd. Again, I I'd sort of be in a bit of denial and just think, No, I'm all right, I've just I've just gotta keep working at it. But then I'd catch a glimpse of myself in a in a window or something and think, Oh my goodness, my, my gait has gone to pot as well. So even even my walking is looking particularly dodgy now. Um so once you start noticing it yourself and that that's probably was about the point in time where I just thought there's something not right here. Um it's time to go talk to some doctors, um, and again, a lot of head scratching even by them, um, where we eventually arrived
1: at, um, at a, at a, at a diagnosis. Now were you, how, how much, um, time was had your wife passed away till this started to happen? I mean, in all honesty, it, it had happened before
0: she passed, she passed away, um, but I still I could still get around all right, and it didn't worry me so much. So it was probably it was probably a few years after that it, it really started to, to take hit. hold. Yeah, that, so, that's right.
1: So. I mean, I, I said it to you that night. I said it to you a few times. I mean, you've got every you know ability to just hate on everything and just be like, "Fuck, why me? This is all, you know, what have I done to deserve all of this?" But you've got a mindset that not many people through your situation would have. And I mean, we we'd love to know how you obtain that. Well, it, it's interesting because I do remember
0: that chat, and I remember you talking about you know the cards you've been dealt, saying, "Oh, and yeah, you know, you've got you've got a particularly bad hand dealt to you." And and I'd agree with that, uh, but by the same token, and again, and through my exposure to listening to a lot of other people tell their stories as well, a lot of other people have had bad hands dealt to them as well, and then you also hear people who have had pretty good hands dealt to them and are still struggling and battling. And, and it just opens your eyes that, and, and, you know, it's a silly term, but the whole, you know, shit happens. You know, but, but, but things do happen and, and, you know, good things happen and I've had plenty of good things happen to me. Don't worry about that. And, and the whole 20 years I had with Melissa was, was you know, complete and absolute top shelf um, and I'm so thankful for it. So I've got to be thankful for that. Um, and, and yes, there's been some ordinary things happen along the way too. Um, but again, when you see a lot of other people dealing with whatever they've been dealt, um, you just realise that there's no point in 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 just saying, okay, well, I, I should give up on everything because I've got a particularly bad hand. You've really just got to say, oh well, no, that's what I've got to
2: deal with. So. So let's deal with it. Well, the thing is, you're not comparing it to anything else either. you just, this is the ride that you're on, so.
0: And that's right. And that's right. And you're still, yeah. You know, I the whole term happy-go-lucky. I always like to think I've been happy-go-lucky. So I'm just going to continue to be that. And I'm still just seeking to have fun at every opportunity I can have. Now, if if that means I need someone to come and pick me up and drive me somewhere to go and
2: have that fun, that's, that's,
0: that's, that's just, that's, that's that's just that's, it. That's yeah. what it is now. That's right. I, no, I can't. That's
2: awesome. I have a bunch of questions. <laughs> Because, yeah, your story is compelling and, sure, you've had some fucking shit. So, dealing with, like, you've, like, been one individual who's had the, you know, the opportunity to experience this Charlie Teo. Yeah. Now, this guy is a, there's all sorts of different things, the media, whatever, but my perception, my God, what a, what a, what a guy.
1: He's in, in no-holds-bar type operator, is yeah. he? Just, yeah, if he can, he will.
2: For sure, and he's willing to have mm. a crack and do the things that a lot of people won't. Um, what's it like to, I guess, relinquish control of – because I would imagine that both yourself and Melissa at that time would have essentially relinquished control to this guy. Uh,
0: it was exactly that. And and even, even Charlie used those exact words, as I said, you know, I, I own your head now. But – the thing with Charlie, and, and and it's the thing with a lot of people, once you get to meet these people, and, and even if it's just sit down and have a five-minute chat, you get some idea about what sort of person they are and what makes them tick. Um, and anyway, the, the first time I had that chat with Charlie in the hospital, you know, I thought, he's a good bloke. Um, but, you know, people can turn that on, so maybe, you know, let's not be too quick to judge. But then it was interesting, we, we were staying at a hotel in Coogee while Melissa was in the hospital. And, you know, I had the two young boys under my control and, and Melissa had had the surgery and it was a few days after and it was time for her to come home to the hotel. And she'd, she'd been ringing me and telling me when she thought she might be available and I was trying to organise, okay, I've got to get the boys organised and what are we going to do for dinner? And it all became a bit a bit tricky. Then all of a sudden. Uh, there was a knock on the hotel door, and I opened it, and there was Melissa, just standing there. You know, four days after brain surgery, and and I, I just said, I, was, I thought I was going to come and get you. She said, "It's okay, Charlie gave me a lift." <laughs> <laughs> so right, so yeah, he had his kids in the back, and he was. Going in that direction, Sage so said, "Yeah, I'll drop
2: you off." Well, so. You would imagine he's pretty <laughs> pretty well grounded. If that's you know, if he's still up for giving a patient a lift home, that's, <laughs> well, that's right, that's right. But so. You don't hear that stuff, do you? Exactly, exactly. So, um, hurry yeah, out. wow. Is it? I, I would imagine that when you deal with a guy like that, you think, look, as you said, he's, he's got it. It's in his hands now, and this guy's a miracle worker, and everything's going to be all right. Did you think? Did you believe that that was going to uh, be the case? I did. And no. that—that's exactly.
0: Yeah, you know, looking back now, um, yeah, I, I just trusted him immediately, just to think, okay, well, he—he he, he said everything's going to be great. So, but I mean, so you should. What? What other? What other mindset? Take into know, that, right? and, and I'm sure because it's the psychology yeah. of it all as well. Yeah. And and I'm sure, and and Charlie probably does that deliberately because you know, what if he yeah, was going to just, go in there with oh, he's you're not seventy say, that's thirty, right. yeah. That's, yeah. That's, well, that's not right. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, it, and, and and I mean, I thank him for that because. Like Melissa had that surgery. Um, we came home from Sydney and you know she had a fair period of of recovery. Um, but it was only a week or two later she was she was getting out and about again um, and was recovering quite well and 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 she was very keen to, to remain active um, and I remember just thinking, oh, Charlie was right. Charlie was right. have a look at her. Here we are a month or two later and and she's charging on with life. she. And the things that were obviously spinning around in her head, knowing what she'd been through and, and not so certain about her future, she obviously thought, okay, well, I can have a crack now. So she decided, okay, well, I'm going I'm to start a business. I'm going to get busy. I'm going to um, – so all of a sudden she was just going at things at 100 miles an hour. New lease for life. That's right. Yeah. And we're – I'm sort of trying to slow her down and say, look, you, you're, you're not Take well. And she's, easy. no, but I'm all right and this is good. This is what we need to do and I need – so that that period in time was very difficult, very busy with 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 all of the the busyness around. You know, me, my work, and her setting up a business, and the two young boys. Um, all very difficult. But I just think back and think, okay, imagine if it hadn't turned out that way, and we'd have just. We've just come back from Sydney, heads down, and just oh, we're doomed, defeated. We're
1: doomed, defeated. Let's just
0: ride out as long as it takes now, and just sit there. feeling I suppose sorry those for days were,
1: were, were probably golden days. I suppose for because you had that lift. Where you were like, yeah, we're we're, we're going to be all right. Well, it was. I mean, it was all very positive. It was
0: it was busy, and being busy is good. So, um, so it was good. It helped us get through what, as it turns out, ended up being a very very difficult time because then few more complications came along, things got worse
2: and then spiralled into into what was the end. So there's been, we've had a few uh, people, I mean, my brother for one, Ben who edits the podcast, he loves when we mention him. <laughs> They've just had babies and there's no rule book. There's no guide. They just, just, they just they give give drop them it. To you. It's like, yeah, you Here can go, you go home now. That's you. Um, <laughs> they can't eat Maccas yet but, you know, you'll get there. It probably blender, and nugget, double cheese. I think they're already blended, aren't they? But basically, there's no, there's no guide. There's no, you know, whatever. And there's certainly no guide to parenting through navigating a situation like this. But you're in a situation where your other half is the one going through the grief, and God knows what your kid, where your kids' heads would have been at. But I would imagine you uh, then thrust into the position of being the, you know, the rock.
0: Yeah, I mean. It's interesting, and it, it, it's Melissa enjoyed being a mother so much. I mean, she she was when, to be honest, when I met her down in Canberra, yeah, you know, she was extremely successful in, in her chosen field, um, and and to some extent, I was thinking, well, this is going to be
2: great. I'll, I'll just live off her coattails. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at home, <laughs> dad. That, here that, we that's go. I'll uh, oh play golf every afternoon.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know. You had been
2: bugged in the shopping
0: in the yeah. shopping aisle. Yeah. but then as soon as as soon as kids came along, she almost just she just wanted to be a mum, and so all of a sudden the pressure was on me. You know, no, you got to get out there and and you got to earn the money and um, you got to support your family. And I sort of said, well, that's not what I was planning. <laughs> so she then just dedicated herself to becoming the greatest mother um, and. Honestly, to, it, sometimes it was it was exhausting because she'd be getting us three boys up out of bed early because we've got to go off here to this sport and then over there to here and then we've got round for a family visit here. And it was just go, go, go. And everything was just super organised and we've got to do this and we've got commitments here and then we're doing this and, and yes, and all the boys are going to learn to play all these instruments. And, they, and, and the and amount of t- a few times I just
1: felt like saying, can we just... <laughs> chill? Can we just have... Just and, exist. And, and, and it was You're just, probably no. sitting there with your feet up on the couch at the stubby watching the Raiders going, well, can we just have five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> that was very true. I mean, <laughs> are, are that even, yeah, there was some anger at times. Sometimes
0: it, was, it wasn't even, you know, I was like... <laughs> but, isn't it? That's for everyone though, isn't it? Just, but, sorry, just let it go. <laughs> it is. But again, looking back, um I just know what a magnificent foundation she built over those years. And then when I had to take over, when they were 10 and 12, um, I thought, well, things aren't going to stay the same because I'm just not capable. Um, but just knowing that the foundations were so solid, there's still a pretty good chance that we're going to end up with a decent result for these two wonderful boys. And, and I'd happily say now, sort of almost nine years later, um, Two good young kids. Bloody oath, mate.
2: Uh, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, it's, um, yeah, wow. I just uh, yeah, can't sort of, it's hard to, you know, imagine, you know, what that would be like. I suppose parenting is one of those things you just literally can't imagine until you're mm. thick in it and then whatever it throws at you, you've just got to be prepared. Like there's no, what, what are you going to do? It's consistent like, curveballs
1: because mum always says that, you know, there's no bloody um, degree in parenting. Like everyone's just out there winging it. Yeah. to a pretty large degree, I suppose, and, and in a, yeah, a situation like that. In well, it's interesting. End. Even, even uh, you boys might have heard me
0: talk recently about grief um, and how, again, with mental health issues and you talk about post-traumatic stress and all that sort of thing. Now, I, I'm convinced I went through a trauma um, and that was part of the grief. Now, I handle it. Who knows? But you just don't know what it's doing to you. So I I don't really know how well I handle things, um, because I just didn't know what was was going on with me. I didn't who knows what happened to me. Mentally, um, you know, again, I, I've probably thought I handle it okay. And you're, not, you're not,
1: no one's bred the resilience to lose a wife and then have to raise two kids. You, you learn no that's You learn it through it on the that. Threat, yeah, yeah, it. yeah, like you're not, that, that's you're right. not ready. No one's ready for that. Yeah. You know, that, and no one would ever expect it to be. I mean, how important during that period? Or well, I mean, there's obviously heaps of periods, but
2: during that period, your support networks who who was it? Who was around? Was it was it Melissa's family? Your family? Yeah, well, I mean, Melissa's family are the the local family, so obviously
0: heavy reliance on 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 them being just sort of in the next suburb or just up the road type thing. But again, my family, of course, even though they're a fair way away, um, you know, just good networks everywhere, just to reach out. Um, even, yeah, I, I'm part of a big family. I'm one of seven kids, so I've got six siblings that I can reach out to at any time for, yeah, a chat, um, or an annual game of golf, or um, you know, whatever it is. So yeah, there's plenty of, and, and even even through work um, and through a lot of other little social sort of networks, there's plenty of opportunity to get to get the help that I that I needed, and it, and it was amusing um like the whole school network of families and there's
1: all the, the
0: school mums and the school dads and you Yeah, because that's
1: a whole new friendship circle you get into isn't it because your kids <laughs> have got friends and then their parents you get along with some of them and then it's just a whole that that's new right new thing
0: and and all of a sudden you know you're going to the barbecues and and quite often um rightly or wrongly you know all the mums are Circulate over here talking about whatever they talk blakes about. Bikes over to the barbecue. And all flipping, the bikes That's right. The drinking beer, talking about footy, and, and it was just amazing how after Melissa passed, all of those catch ups continued. But all of a sudden, I, I was a bit interested to go over and have a chat to Mandy about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> because you know I did a load of washing last week and I wasn't really happy with the way.
2: <laughs> what softener <laughs> and, do you use, Mandy? <laughs> It was crazy. That's incredible. So, I know. Um, so you so that's literally going over for for tips about oh housekeeping, yeah. not not going for a flirt, maybe a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Getting your fabric I, I notice. Oh,
1: whatever it was. Um, oh, mate, that um, wow. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, that's I would, I'd love to talk about the you know the spoils thing that you've got with you know your your brother, Micro, and, and my two uncles, Ace and, and Greg, or Dreege as you like to call him. Um, I mean, it's an annual golf tournament that you, you four blokes play. Run, run, us, run us through it because I, I think it's a very important piece of, of your story.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a great story. As We've got the, the two elder boys, which is, which is me and Greg or, or Dreege, um, <laughs> who are about the same age. Um, yeah, both went to the same school. And then the two younger blokes, um, Michael or Micro um, and, and Marty or Ace. And they were in the same year as well. Um, so anyway, growing up, going to school together, there was always a lot of times where we did things together. And as we got older, you know, a bit of rivalry developed as it does with everything. And we'd be sitting in a pub one time talking about, you know, who was the, who was the better cricket family. Well, who was the better um, football family or whatever. And, and, you know, a few more beers and it had led to all sorts of carry-on. Um, but as we, as we got a bit older and golf started to become more and more of a thing, that's where we got fairly fierce with our rivalry. So one day we just said, well, we we, we better settle this. So, oh, how are we going to do that? Well, okay, let's, let's go out one day, we'll come up with a format, we'll, we'll play golf and, and whoever – whoever loses has to shout dinner to the winners. So we just wandered out to a golf course in Canberra one day, paid 36 holes, or as it turned out, 39 holes because we, we were all square after 36. Um, and I think I rolled in a curly 12-footer on the 39th <laughs> to bring home the bacon. Um, so, and Carahan's won the inaugural spoils as as we labelled it. Um, so there we were in the pub, Kingo that night, talking about what a great day that was. That was fantastic, some great golf and uh, Micro, I think, got us back in it on about the second last hole and then we went to extra holes and, oh, this is fantastic and, you know, we should do more of this. So we just decided, well, let's do it every year. Okay, well, how are we going to do it? So it all just evolved from that. We decided we were going to fund it through our magnificent hunting because we were all <laughs> exceptional hunters. Um, And and year two, we didn't punt so well, but we still chuffed off somewhere and we made a long weekend of it and we played some great golf. We had a bit of fun. The Haywards won this year, so all of a sudden it's won all. And it has all just taken on from there and we're up to about year 24 now. Um, 24 years haven't missed a year. Last year, well, very, very sadly. The first year we missed was uh, the MLS passed away, so – there's a big teardrop in that year, um, and then, with us all starting to struggle a bit with old age and other complications, we um, we didn't manage to squeeze one out in 2019. You might so have to refer to
2: putt putt, mate.
0: Well, no, no, we'll find a way. And and Greggy particularly is is
2: desperate for us to get out. Oh, yeah. and
0: and. and and we might we might have to make up. We might have to do a double header um,
1: oh, gee, this year.
2: Similar. Just to, well, <laughs> sounds like a struggle.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, well, I suppose what I want to talk about is is how important that uh, you know group of mates and, and your brother. How important that's sort of been through the you know. Your life. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a group chat, and you know, I often used to hear stories from Ace and Greg about how um, every Christmas we'd, we'd talk about you know, how the punting club go this year because Poss and Gaz would always be talking about who won spoils and how the how the punting uh, groups going. So, you know, how important has that been as a as a, as a group of mates and circle? Uh,
0: it's it's key, and and I mean we, we mentioned that little group which is just four of us and annual golf trip, but you mentioned the your WhatsApp groups and whatnot. You know, I've got I've got a little collect of old footy mates who still chat a lot and, you know, send a lot of beer selfies and and quaddy every Saturday, Um, (laughs) which is just magnificent because it's just an opportunity with, you know, everything that everyone's battling with. It's just great to be able to pick up your phone, reach out, and and some chat happens. Then there's another little group which is old cricket mates, um, and it, it is... Sometimes I just sit there, obviously just realising, you know, where would I be without this sort of reach out? Because these are these are a lot of my friends that I grew up with who, you know, who live a long way away now. So I can't I can't jump on the phone and say, Leanne, let's pop down to the pub for a beer," um, but we can almost do that virtually now. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it's it's very valuable, um, and it's it's interesting too because um, it's funny when arguments. Arise, and and how sometimes it, there's yelling and screaming goes on in your chat groups, and and then someone leaves the group, um, and you think, oh, yeah, piss off,
1: body. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Never so, liked that fella anyway. Yeah,
0: so I mean, and that's yeah, yeah the whole sledging, sledging is <laughs> an art, is an art. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And and growing up playing cricket in Canberra, particularly, because um, a lot of it went on. Um, but it's one thing that. It's an actual skill to be able to
2: to sledge well. (laughs) But again, without... Hurting people without it getting too well, personal. There's a difference between insulting someone and just getting under their skin. Oh my yeah, god! Like yeah. that is why to me that's what sledging is. It's just finding a way to that's get right. under their skin. And you that's love right. doing
1: it too. That's right. You're pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, oh, mate, I'm good at it. We know how,
2: <laughs> We know how to get under each other's skin, and yeah. we do it intentionally a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It is. Good. Oh, it is. Oh. <laughs> the other thing too with those group chats, it's the. It gives you the ability to sort of escape what's going on and just get into a whole new new thing. Like at night, it's um yeah, it's great getting in there and, and seeing what everyone's been up to. It's great opportunity to just switch off as well, which is great. Yep.
2: To be honest, I've gone away from the group chats a little bit because um, I've found that with the amount of I suppose you know interaction on social media with trade that I do. Oh, you do heaps, yeah. It's um, (coughs) you kind of when I get home of a night, it's the last thing I want to do is look at my phone anymore. (laughs) Um, And so for me, uh, that's probably one one sort of um, thing that's fallen away a little bit. Is just a tendency to like not want to do it because of just the technology thing. It's just like just you just need enough already. Need a break from it, yeah. um, But, yeah, I'm also, have, like, I mean, as is everyone, very big, you know, people like face-to-face person. You can't beat that, but, you know, I suppose. We have what, been through COVID, so. WhatsApp yeah. is the next best thing, isn't it? So it's, you know. WhatsApp, yeah. What, um, so you, when you've navigated the, uh, you know, the, the physical injury that you've got, I suppose a disability is what it is. Yep. How is that? How did your identity change when when that came about for you? And I, I mean that obviously in terms of, you know, how... <laughs>
1: because yeah. you're an avid sports bloke. Like, you love your sport.
0: Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't really know the answer to that question. I mean, I still love my sport. And and so I don't know if my identity has changed at all. And that's, I think, what I try to tell myself a lot. And And I think part of it is denial for the whole thing. Like, I still sometimes... Just think, no, I'm all right. I can still, and like I'm in support groups with with other people who have the same ailment, but different variations of it. And a, and a lot of people are in wheelchairs and can't can't walk at all. So you know, I just think, well, I've got to consider myself lucky. I can still, I can still wobble about. And 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 sometimes, if I'm if I'm particularly feeling good and loose, I can I can. Get a few steps out. And I think, no, I'm okay. Get a, a bit I'm of pace, a pace a up. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> yeah, I think, I'm all right. So so it's the whole denial thing. I'd say, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm, I'm all right. I still, and this is a challenge I'll put down to both you boys, I still reckon I could beat either one of you in a game of table tennis.
1: We are going to get a table here eventually. Yeah. T-
2: I will take that <laughs> challenge. That's right. <laughs> I'll put my keys on the table for that so, one. Um, <laughs> so that's right. So, <laughs> But... Uh, but uh, <laughs> Going from you know being an avid sports person and then you know experiencing that I suppose that that change in ability is it do, do people have you been do people treat you differently Is it like you know around the workplace around the you know yeah, socially, stuff that pisses you off You're like well, I don't need that Yeah, do, does it give you the shits? So or like what what
1: How are it you like changing? This is great
2: People are bringing me cups of water and tea now yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, not really I mean it's most people I know are good about it So you know there's lots of an example so I'd be at work at um, back when we were in the office um and you know a fire drill would happen. <laughs> and all of a sudden the wardens <laughs> yes, the, the wardens are walking around the office ushering everyone, come on, come on, fire drill and they just take one look at me and go, oh, You're not you're not moving, eh? I just, just look there and say, No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not moving. So um, you know, I, I I try as much as I can just to play as if no, it's still same old me. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it, there's a lot of frustration there, and a lot of anger. As I said the other day because it is—it's a g- degenerative thing that
1: is going to keep degenerating, no, going mm. to get going to get worse. Uh, how do you how do you look after yourself mentally when you, that's happening? Like what? What's, <sighs> how do you? Well, what do you do? What do you do? Well, I mean, pretty simply. I, I just again give
0: thanks that it hasn't degenerated as rapidly as it has for others yeah. and, and that I you know and that I can, I can still get about I can still wobble about all right I'm not you know I'm not in a, in a wheelchair tragically um, even though that day might still be coming um so
2: you've just got to give thanks for the little things that you can still
1: it's such an awesome mindset for. it's fucking great <laughs> we, you well, mentioned
2: the anger like you so does this kind of come and go like does it do you have good times bad times, times yeah definitely yeah and then how do you like cuz Perfectly entitled to be angry about it. Do you have, do you have a way to let it out? Like do you you know what I mean? Not no not uh, yeah not, not really bag no, nothing.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it, it's With Uncle Greg's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> you must just uh, resign yourself. Yeah, you, know, you know that life for everyone, regardless of situation, is is full of. Hi, mm. Highs and lows. Mm. So you know there's going to be lows and and it could be a low that's brought about because particular frustration with something's just happened around my disability. But it's just another low and, mm. and you know that they come and, and so the high. So you, you just get better at riding out the lows. You just you almost just sort of roll your eyes and say, oh, okay, here we, you know, we go. Here I know That's what, right. Yeah, I can work
1: this. <laughs> so you're just building a lot more resilience, yeah. And, you're, and you're le- I suppose you're learning from your experiences, which is important.
0: Yeah, because well, I, I think factored into it also is just the fact that through it all we're also getting old, and 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 <laughs> sure are. And with getting old, so we're told, comes comes wisdom. So you just think, well, maybe, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm, wiser I'm getting, maybe I'm getting a bit wiser. So
2: yeah. you know, I, I, who's to know how I would have handled this as a twenty five year old? Yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned it's your your passion for storytelling right at the start and I think that's fantastic and I think it's actually a really great way to reframe what it actually means to talk about, you know, our struggles, our challenges or whatever. To reframe it as, no, we're just telling a story, mm. um, having a yarn, because that's all it is. And, and everyone's you, got one. That's literally all we do as, <laughs> as humans. I can't remember who's been talking about it. I think we might have talked about it. But all you do as a you know human being when you get around your mates, you, all you do is tell stories. Mm. Like, you get around the pub, that's and, it. And, or bull yarns, which you know, <laughs> haven't quite happened. Yeah. or Just talk absolute shit, shit, which we do pretty well. <laughs> yeah. But um, how – have you always had a passion for the storytelling or has it been a newfound? Like no, a... I think I always
0: have. But it's been interesting in more recent times how it, it almost relates to sort of all walks of life, including including at work. Like with some roles I've had in the past, I'm a bit of a middleman. Sometimes um, there's a particular area of the business who's, who's not happy with another area of the business and then they're just at each other's throats and I'm sort of supposed to be the mediator. Um, and, you know, people say, what are you going to do here? Are you going to fix this? Because <laughs> they're, they're not happy and they're that – and, and you know, I i don't necessarily probably have the skill around the technical thing that they're, they're upset about. But the amount of times that I've found just get these people in a room and look each other in the face and start telling their stories about their own experience and, oh, we're upset because of this and this happened the other day and blah, blah, blah. And then the other side says, oh, well, that's interesting because w- – from our side of the fence, it's really, and oh, and then all of a sudden, a bit of storytelling back and forwards, and oh, well, if, if if we'd have understood that, oh, I see. Oh, well, let, let's talk more about this. This oh, I reckon we can find a way out here. And all of a sudden, I haven't had to do anything except get these people it's in a room life, yeah. just to talk. It's communication. It, it is. It yeah. is, and and just sharing their stories and helping each other understand each other, and then realizing that let's just work towards a an outcome, a solution here. But the
2: you know? power of You being, um, you know, I suppose... uh, Facilitator. Facilitator. That's exactly the word I was looking for. (laughs) That's a clip, Ben. (laughs) You just facilitating that conversation, opening the line of communication is the most powerful thing that anyone can do. And as you say, it all comes back to storytelling.
0: Yeah. Uh, And that was just a learning for me. Yeah. Sometime Um, history where where I, I probably... Walked in the room one day thinking, this is going to go pear-shaped. This is terrible. I don't know what to do. I don't know. And, and, and I just observed what happened and I just thought, hang on, they've told a story, they've come back with another story and and, and then they all walk out hand in hand almost. And How I was did think,
1: that? Yeah, well, well talking, you know, storytelling, you've just been through the 25 um, push-ups a day for 25 oh. days. And, and looking like a rig. And, <laughs> and a rig, yeah. <laughs> barely fit back into the, uh, <laughs> into the jacket. But... Each night you didn't just get there and punch your 25 push-ups out, push ups out and, 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 you know, say, "Yep, yeah, good work. You, you sat there and, and, and really you, took you were quite it, you vulnerable. Took it yeah. quite, you were quite vulnerable. And I thought, "Fuck, Dave, is, mate, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Because you, um, you, you told stories every night and you had your, you know, your wall of heroes behind you and you were, you were talking through them. And, mate, it was a really awesome thing to, to watch. H- how was it for you doing that? Because you were quite vulnerable, you did.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, that's part of what I've also been exposed to through more involvement in, in this is is how good it is sometimes to ex- expose your vulnerability. And 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 the mate of mine who who nominated me, um, an old boss from from years and years ago. Um, I was watching him churn through his twenty five days of twenty five push ups, and he he was. He was telling some good stories and battling a bit and and telling some stories about some difficult times in his life, which is tough to do, you know, oh. to get out there and open to the know, world. That's right, yeah. that's right. So he exposed his vulnerability very well. I thought, good on you, Stewie, well done. And then he's nominated me, and my initial reaction was, you know, I don't, I don't play these games. I don't, I don't do this nomination stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to give you ten album covers. You know, without yeah. Any, I just thought I'm not going to do that, but then. I thought to myself, well, hang on, you know, I've got more time now because cause of COVID and we're all in, in lockdown. Um, I'm more involved through work with diversity and inclusion and I'm seeing up close some of this sort of mental health um, challenges. Um, so I should do something. So I thought, yeah, come on, Dave, do something. So I, I just got there for day one. I s- spun together a bit of a yarn. I think that was my Georgie Gregan book um, episode. Um And away I went and then I did it and I thought, well, that that wasn't so bad. But then it dawned on me that I've got to do this 24 more times. (laughs) (laughs) So all of a sudden I I had to start thinking about it. Coming up with what Uh, you were going to talk about. That's right, Um, which was a bit of fun as well. Um,
1: Would have given you a good opportunity to reflect.
2: Yeah, were you you sitting at home at night thinking – Oh, that, oh, I'll have to do this one. Or Were you like planning at the days or like day 20 will be perfect for this yarn? Like uh,
0: Not a lot. I mean I, I normally did it – like I'm working from home now and so I'd sort of knock off about 5 o'clock and then just pop next door into my little rumpus room and then I'd, I'd churn it out there. And then as soon as I'd finished, I'd just lie back and think, right, what am I going to do tomorrow? And I'd just take a few little notes and say, okay, here's, here's my approach. So I'd sort of I'd take about half an hour out of the day – the end of every workday to, to to produce the one for that day and then to plan out the one for the next day. And yeah, it just became a bit of a rhythm. Bit
1: of a- <laughs> well, you know, we talk often about how important, you know, physical health is to an overall, you know, mental well being and, and, you know, great health. With, you know, what you've been going through with your, you know, your disability, um, How hard has it been for you to find a way to physically work out to maintain your overall, you know, mental wellbeing and overall, you know, physical health? How hard has that been to transition?
0: Well, very hard. Um, But again, thankfully with all sorts of specialists available and and, and the support groups that I've got access to and hearing other people's stories about how they're dealing um, with the same thing is, you know, the importance of stretching um, and all these different exercises you can do. And, and I found out that, you know, I, I know I know physios quite well because yeah. <laughs> my aforementioned brother is one and so is his wife. Um, so I realised, okay, I've got to find myself a good physio. And then I found out there's such a thing as a neurophysio, so physios who specialise in neurological conditions. So I thought oh, I'll look up the yellow pages and, um, and I found one and they just happened to be two minutes around the corner. I thought this is... This is perfect. So I lobbed around and, and met met Roger um, and got to know Roger quite well. And all of a sudden it was becoming difficult for me to be able to find the time to go and see Roger regularly because of work and because of other things. So Roger said, look, how about um, we'll come in really early on a on a Wednesday. Oh, how about we do a six o'clock? So all of a sudden I just got into this routine of before work every fortnight, um, Roger Roger would treat me um, and that just helped and s- through Roger I've also now got an exercise physiologist as well that's who's actually making me do a bit of work myself. Um, so it's just having these people to yeah to help you and, and how important you. has
1: that been for you? Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> that that that's that's part of the frustration i mean sometimes so it's not yeah, it's not making you better but how does it like does it make you feel better well i think it does because it does anyone i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. i'm sure
0: yeah I, i've got my little exercise bike set up at home and my weights bench and 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 if i'm doing nothing i get angry and but if i'm if i'm doing stuff i feel better so it it, it it's just the
2: same for yeah, anyone
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah working to working to your limitations i suppose isn't it yeah, finding what works. Yeah,
2: oh, I want to go back to the twenty-five push-ups thing um, because you talked about vulnerability, and we talk about that's what this whole brand is about. Yep. Um, and talking openly, telling stories, and you've done that for twenty-five days. How did you feel at the start of the the start of it when you did that first one, and then the the last one? Did you feel like you would just been on this journey of just opening right up? You know, like what did you sort of? There um, a bit of resolution kind of at the end of it, or was it you know, uh, a little bit? It did. I grew quite comfortable with it as well.
0: I, I was actually enjoying some of the fun of it with me, people up on the wall, and you know, as I my little jokes I made about that's Don Bradman's cricket bat. Um, yeah. you know, so I, I, I played with it a bit and had some fun, um, and, and did come to enjoy it, but I was also quite happy in that, you know, I think. I'm delivering a good message here too because you know uh,
2: the whole mental health story is something that we really need to spend a lot of time. Well, it's yours is one of the few examples that I could think of because I was saying to you, I watched, you know, whenever I saw it pop up, I was watching it and I was kind of, I was just engaged. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I know you. Um, mm. But um, I just completely lost where I was going with that. Um, watching, yeah, him. no, well, I was watching, and it was just like, um, you know, yeah, you know, no, yeah, the one of the one of the only blokes I've seen who's actually taken on one of those challenges and done it for what it was intended to be, where you actually genuinely talk about it and not just, yeah, that's what I was say, You weren't just doing it. I'm them. doing the 25 push-ups. Um, there you go. Next bloke, like you just you did the the part that's integral to creating change around the way we talk about mental health. You actually talked yes. about it.
0: Yeah, and again, I think it comes back to, as I said, some of my involvement with diversity and inclusion at work where I've, I've been exposed you know, to other colleagues of mine who have got some terrible challenges through whatever circumstances they've been mixed up in. And I just think we've got to talk about this stuff. We've got to, you know, and, and, it, and it is just, it's is—it's the whole simple things like being kind to each other, how how some people just aren't even very good at that and and they might think, oh, you know, I had a chat with so and so, but they they weren't very nice to me. Well, you've got to, you, you don't always understand what the other person might be going through, so you you should almost always just make the assumption that whoever you're dealing with could be fighting all sorts of battles. So just just be nice to them. Yeah, remove so, remove yourself
1: and your emotion from it, and just yeah understand that's how right. how they're going. And just
0: just make
2: being kind your
1: default. You <laughs> are echoing of, the words of Tick Everett uh, from Dolly's Dream
2: Foundation. Says the same thing. You just never know. Excuse right. me, what people are going through. And yeah. And you just, as humans, there's one simple thing that we can do for each other and it's not make each other's life any harder than it has to be. Yeah. And it's as simple as just, you know, blocking out your preconceived ideas or your own, you know, bullshit and just being a good bloke. Just yeah. chill out and be nice. Well, one other good bit of support I've had is
0: through um through a bloke that you probably know called Brad McEwen. Who?
1: Oh yeah, he's a guy who was on Channel Ten, isn't it? That's Is right.
0: That yeah, that's right. And I just met him through a, through an event, um, through the, through my work connections with diversity and inclusion, um, and we just got chatting. After I hunted him down for a bit of a chat, um, he's a Carlton supporter, um, so it, we maybe weren't going to get on, but we did. Um, anyway, through that, we've just formed a bit of a mateship, and we're we're staying in contact now. But but again, his his story, you know, he's been very successful, and his chosen field but very tragically yeah you know, he lost a father and a brother to suicide so you know he's dealt with hell as well but he's used this as his way of of, of getting over that and he wants to help people and support people um, and, and and the more you just think about it you know I've, I've got another very good friend of mine who who similar thing has had two immediate family members commit suicide it, it's it's just tragic so so just about everywhere you look, there's there's horrific, terrible stories about what people have to deal with every single day. Um, so we've just got to be more wary and careful about how we treat everyone.
2: Do you feel like you've got the, advan- the advantage now of having a really distinct sort of different perspective on life to what a lot of other people do or may have? Uh, I'm going to do it. Again, part of it
0: I just think is the whole – Getting old and wisdom yeah, and, yeah. and all of that. The wise so old growth. Man. It's yeah. all growth. Yeah, and and it's you know we're all counting down um, to the day that we can just put our feet up and retire and we we don't have to do anything. But I just think, yeah, you know, for me that's however many years away. But it's you know, it's getting closer and closer. But I just think we'll, we've got to do what we can in that in that time frame to do as much as we can. And, and COVID's given us an opportunity now that we're. Yeah, new normals are becoming the things that we're talking about. Well let's let's really make an effort to to get our new normals where we where we want them to be. Get it right A good uh, default. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right.
2: Yeah. How are the boys
0: going? <laughs> How old are the boys now? Well see so they're twenty one and nineteen. My so they're, God. they're they're men. They're uh, in the thick of it. Well they are. Um so they're good. I mean they they've got all the usual challenges that I had when I was that age. Oh, so. no, you're talking me through it, don't they? <laughs> What sort of challenge well, are we talking about? Well, just being hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Fa- fast food. I mean, and, and again, fast food, yeah. we even think back to when I was that age and how, yeah, you'd have a bit too much fast food. But how easy is it now?
1: I mean, you pick up your phone, you go no, boom, boom, boom. It's there. It is dangerous. Now. It is. I mean, the 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 what people put into their body, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure you have learned a lot about this too yeah. with what you're going through, yeah. is um, it's so imperative that you are eating good food yeah. for longevity because, fuck, it, you know, like I, Rushy, he's on cholesterol medication. He's fucking 27. Yep. You know what I mean? I it, know. A story, it's, I mean- mate, food is, it can be so bad, so bad.
0: Well, some of those sugar documentaries that, yeah, that over in America, the Mountain Dew kids who
1: had no teeth, and, and you know, and just the yeah, the I was telling I was telling you about this the other day. Hey, the corn syrup in America. Oh yeah, yeah. So at the America, yeah. yeah, who made people like America, who made people fat or whatever it was, and they yeah, in America, I think it's banned in Australia, but in America, they put corn syrup in fucking everything. Yep. Um, yeah, burger patties, burger buns, you know, dressing, everything, every, all the sodas, um, and that's like. It's, a sh- it's like a sugar thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, corn syrup. Thing. It's yeah. horrendous for you. And I mean, it's, yeah.
0: Well, my else well, boy, Hamish, um, got a girlfriend at the moment and, and someone in her family is connected somewhere and he's been starting to bring home free cases of soft drink. Oh, <laughs> fuck. So in our laundry at the moment, we've got,
1: we've got seven cases of some horrific. Well, I used to drink it flat out, soft drink. Yeah. I used to drink it flat out. When I first started dating my now wife, I used to – on the way over to her place i'd make sure i had a packet of cigarettes and a 1.25 liter bottle of sprite couldn't have dinner without a sprite and a cigarette needed right i cannot believe well i was working pretty hard then so i could burn it off right but i did start to bring that into i'd quit smoking by the time we started trade i think but i was definitely still on the on the soft drinks and i blew out as dan would say only, I got chunky. The only bit that, you know, I'm not okay with is the working hard part. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a bit well, of a Well, la- labour intensive, labour intensive. But um, I just switched just to drinking soda water, just water with bubbles in it. And that has changed mm. so much me. I just don't drink um, soft drink at all anymore. Mm. I, I don't reckon I've had a soft drink for probably six, eight months. I, don't, I reckon I've had a soft drink. I just don't have that craving for it. But when I was in that cycle... Every day you get it. Lunchtime or smoker, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'd need a can of soft drink." It's horrible. Yeah, it's so bad yeah. for you. Ruins so, you. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: I don't know. I used to drive heaps of sugar into myself as a kid, because, uh, you know, for a long time, and I'm surprised. I'm waiting for you know my, for it to catch up with me because I've got no doubt that you know. Oh mate, it's
1: catching up. The teeth will, you know, whatever. But mm. you know. Well, the thing the thing is that you can't. No matter what you eat, there's a consequence to it. That's right. And that's that, what I didn't, that's what I didn't realise. I was like, oh, I can just have for 30 apples a day and you'll be healthy. Well, you know, you can't because that's got heaps of sugar in it as well, well. You know what I mean? So they're learning all of those lessons now. And, and again, part of our
0: excuse when we're younger is, is yeah, same with, you burn it off. With beer, yeah. you can burn it off. That's right. You're playing footy, you're playing cricket, you're running, you're doing all sorts of things. So it doesn't matter. You're Superman. Um, but again, with COVID now and there's no, mm sport going on. Everything's um, just getting a little bit wider. Nothing's getting burnt off. Um,
1: <laughs> so what's the, what's the message to the boys to <laughs> cut the subject uh, We haven't got long enough, uh, <laughs> really.
2: Uh, I mean, they're good. They're, they're both at uni um, battling through, so. Getting on. And and, and, and and there's a girlfriend in the mix now. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Yeah, yeah. Working through that. Yeah. What, you, you been to Bunnings recently on your note? Oh, wow. Brilliant. Well, mate, what else? What do you reckon? Well, how are we going for time? That's the question. We're coming up to 58 minutes here. Oh,
1: we've done pretty well. <laughs> we've done pretty well.
2: What's on the horizon? What do you reckon? Uh, are we going are are to try and get a you know, spoils um, adventure Well, yeah, we have point? to. We have to. I mean, I've got to test myself, see how I go
0: hitting the golf ball now because I don't get out much When's the last time you hit anymore. a golf ball? Properly it, it would be close to a year ago, I'd reckon. I mean, I, I've – I get out in the backyard now. I set
2: a new little net up in the we'll backyard. We'll have to go.
1: Let's go do it. Yeah, let's go do it in a couple of weekends. Um, you're going, going to
2: play m- tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow, but- tomorrow. But it'll be a, f- a few weeks ago when this comes out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, the TX, the TX Golf Day um, by Gardell Electrical. So our last three podcasts have been Sam Gardell, Matt Boyce, and Lockie Stewart, and then there's me. And so. It's the Gardel Captain's Challenge at Brisbane Golf Club. What times does that start tomorrow? Are you in tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be in for half a day. But um, actually, it is worth noting. I've got this right in front of me now because you know the TAX, uh Foundation has launched yeah. the text line. The support line is open for anyone who wants to use it. At the moment, we're building capacity because it's uh, we've we've got uh, we've got mental health professionals on the uh, on the phone between nine thirty a.m. and five p.m. daily. With the uh, goal of building capacity to twenty four seven, but yeah, for anyone who does want to reach out and chat to a mental health professional, text or call oh four triple eight four six nine double eight, and it's a very chilled out approach. You can use it for yourself. You can use it if you're worried about a mate, or if you've got a family friend or a loved one who might be going through a bit of grief, and you're not sure sort of where to where to turn to. So don't let it get any harder. Text this is a conversation starter. I, I thought I'd also just. Um friend's
0: little- um, Oh, the trade accountant? Tradie um, yep. accountant. He made reference the other day to um, compound interest in the Einstein story, yeah. but he, he forgot the Einstein story, so- Have you got it? Yes. Oh, here we, right. here we go. Well, see, compound interest is considered the eighth wonder of the world, is, as Einstein said, and he said, for those who understand that, um, they will earn it, and for those who don't, will pay it. Mm. So that was all with the context of people asking, you know, should we be putting extra money into superannuation? Um, so my answer to that um, is yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, the, um, yeah the, I mean, I, the, one of the things I am looking forward to having kids is as soon as they're born is setting them up with a, a, a chess and instantly putting five, yep. ten grand into their under their name and, and, and letting them pull them out when it's 30 because, yeah, people really don't understand. Um, yeah, I mean, I just wish I knew this 10 yeah. years ago, but I don't. Compound interest is the business. <laughs> yeah, mate, bloody oh. Well,
2: no, mate, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, well, you were going to wrap it up. Well, yeah, well I was just going to say thanks for your time, mate. I mean, you know, it's not easy to come in and tell your story like that. Um, we really do appreciate it. You're a, you're a champion bloke and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure people out there listening, um, yeah, are going to take a lot out of it and, Hopefully everyone can be a bit kinder after this podcast and understand that it's all right to, to be a good bloke. And I would echo those words, mate. Look, I
2: genuinely appreciate any type of vulnerability that people show and you uh, epitomising that at the moment. So, yeah, I'm super grateful to have you in here to, yeah. and, to, and to tell that story,
1: mate, because it's, yeah, it's it's really cool. But we're going to play a game of golf definitely in July. That's happening. All
2: right. Well, thanks for the opportunity, boys. Are we going to play or are we going to have a hack?
1: Mate, we're going to have a hack. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> all right, well.
2: mate. All right. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs>
1: If you're a fan of Trademut's 120 grit podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot
2: us an email at admin at Trademart.com.